Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Kings chapter 16 from the World English Bible. Yahweh's word came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, Because I exalted you out of the dust and made you prince over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam, and have made my people Israel to sin, to provoke me to anger with their sins, behold, I will utterly sweep away Baasha and his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. The dogs will eat Baasha's descendants who die in the city, and he who dies of his in the field, the birds of the sky will eat. Now the rest of the acts of Baasha and what he did and his might, aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Baasha slept with his fathers and was buried in Tirzah, and Elah, his son, reigned in his place. Moreover, Yahweh's word came by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha and against his house, both because of all the evil that he did in Yahweh's sight, to provoke him to anger with the works of his hands, in being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he struck him. In the twenty-sixth year of Asa king of Judah, Elah the son of Baasha began to reign over Israel in Tirzah for two years. His servant Zimri, captain of half his chariots, conspired against him. Now he was in Tirzah, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, who was over the household in Tirzah, and Zimri went in and struck him and killed him in the twenty-seventh year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned in his place. When he began to reign, as soon as he sat on his throne, he attacked all the house of Baasha. He didn't leave him a single one who urinates on a wall among his relatives or his friends. Thus Zimri destroyed all the house of Baasha, according to Yahweh's word, which he spoke against Baasha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, which they sinned, and with which they made Israel to sin, to provoke Yahweh, the God of Israel, to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? In the twenty-seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, Zimri reigned seven days in Tirzah. Now the people were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. The people who were encamped heard that Zimri had conspired and had also killed the king. Therefore, all Israel made Omri, the captain of the army, king over Israel, that day in the camp. Omri went up from Gibbethon and all Israel with him, and they besieged Tirzah. When Zimri saw that the city was taken, he went into the fortified part of the king's house and burned the king's house over him with fire and died. For his sins, which he sinned in doing that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, in walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he did, to make Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason that he committed, aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? Then the people of Israel were divided into two parts. Half of the people followed 
Tibni, the son of Ginnath, to make him king, and half followed Omri. But the people who followed Omri prevailed against the people who followed Tibni, the son of Ginnath. So Tibni died, and Omri reigned. In the thirty-first year of Asa king of Judah, Omri began to reign over Israel for twelve years. He reigned six years in Tirzah. He bought the hill Samaria of Shemer for two talents of silver, and he built on the hill and called the name of the city which he built Samaria after the name of Shemer, the owner of the hill. Omri did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight and dealt wickedly above all who were before him. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in his sins with which he made Israel to sin, to provoke Yahweh, the God of Israel, to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Omri, which he did, and his might that he showed, aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab, his son, reigned in his place. In the thirty-eighth year of Asa king of Judah, Ahab the son of Omri began to reign over Israel. Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty-two years. Ahab the son of Omri did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight above all that were before him, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, he took as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. He raised up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. Ahab made the Asherah, and Ahab did more yet to provoke Yahweh, the God of Israel, to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. In his days, Hiel the Bethelite built Jericho. He laid its foundation with the loss of Abiram his firstborn, and set up its gates with the loss of his youngest son, Segub, according to Yahweh's word, which he spoke by Joshua the son of Nun. That is the end of chapter 16. I know that I tend to only remember the prophets with books of the Bible named after them, or if they did mind-boggling miracles. But here in Kings, we have a steady flow of men who spoke for God, who were faithful to him, even though their parts maybe seem small to us. And still, they had their roles and their missions. In fact, none of them, whether well-known to us or not, probably knew that they would have their names go down in accounts that would be saved for thousands of years for us to read later. Next, I would like to clarify something I said earlier in regards to the killing of Jeroboam's family, and it also applies here. For God to kill evil men is not evil. All killing is not evil, as you can see by the Old Testament law and the fact that God introduced physical death into the world because of Adam's sin. Sometimes killing is justice. Consider the examples of Jericho. Um, Then there was Phineas driving the stake through the the Midianite woman and the man who were fornicating right in front of the temple. And then we'll get to Elijah killing some prophets of Baal as well. But most of the killing, by far the greatest amount of killing done by mankind, is morally evil and contrary to God's commands. God gives many examples of using the evil intent of men for his own justice, such as the killing of Jeroboam's and Baasha's families. You probably noticed the quick succession of kings in the northern kingdom of Israel during Asa's 41-year reign, all of them in contrast to Asa having the heart to follow God. They were all wicked. 
definitely a parade of political coups rather than father-to-son inheritance like there is in the southern kingdom that God is preserving. All of these northern kings, you can tell by what the prophets are saying, had a chance to follow Yahweh but decided to be increasingly wicked. And so now we enter the reign of the notorious King Ahab with a comment about Jezebel indicating that her coming into the kingdom is a peak of wickedness. She gets a lot said about her in the next couple of chapters, and none of it is good. And that is why the use of her name in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, and the context around it comes across so strong. This is the only other place that I can find in the Bible that uses her name. And so that implies extreme wickedness of whomever this other woman was. Then there is one verse, verse 34, where we hear of an otherwise obscure person disregarding the words of Joshua that Joshua claimed in Joshua chapter 6, 26, and this man has two of his sons die. Just the record of it here indicates that the information was still well known. Even if he didn't know it when he contemplated the project, it seems very likely someone told him. And then maybe he wrote off the death of his first son as coincidence, but then he suffered the full effects of the curse. And so it gets recorded here as it should, as a fulfillment of what Joshua said. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 